Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Talking about mindset on this show, we're going to talk about money mindset. It's kind of an extension to what we've spoken about before, about money, but the traits that money likes, because money doesn't have a mind of its own but it does follow particular paths. Yes, it does. And what path are we following today? We're following the path of information. So you're saying money has certain traits. I'm saying that money has traits that it likes. So, for example... Just want to be clear. Yeah. You're trying to confuse me, aren't you? Always. I'm always trying to confuse you. Um, If you believe you are bad with money you will always be bad with money. If you believe you are broke, you will always probably be broke. Because there's a different, because common misconception. Act broke, be wealthy. Don't act wealthy and be broke. But a lot of people misunderstand that into thinking you're broke when in actual fact you've got money in the bank. No, because the people with money in the bank, I promise you, do not think they're broke. But... They don't. They live within their means. They spend less than they they earn. They have assets that pay for liabilities. They have you know, a growth plan. They understand money is a tool and not a cho- and not a commodity. What if somebody wants to be wealthy and act wealthy too? Is that okay? Of course, it's okay, but. I can promise you that a wealthy person can pretend to be broke for far longer than a broke person can pretend to be wealthy. It's about being sensible, isn't it? It is. And, you know, you've got to... Live within your means. You've you've got to take a look at it as, you know, if you want that designer suit, fine, if you can afford it. And something that I quite like the concept of is I would rather pay twice as much for something when I can afford it than half as much for something when I've got to take it as debt. So she's saying I can't max out my credit card and I can't have that helicopter we were talking about? No, no, no. I mean, you can if you want. Is life worth living? I mean, you, you can do it if you want. I'm not here to tell you what to do. But if I you always ma- follow your advice, though. But if you max out your credit card and, you know, say you are paying... Astronomical amount of interest, which I don't max out my credit card, by the way, and I make my payment every month, just so you know. Um, Say you're paying, yeah, let's say you've got a really, really, really good deal, and you're paying 10% on your credit card. 10% APR. That ain't good in my world, by the way, but yeah. But for a lot of people, for a lot of people, 10% is a good percent APR rate on your credit card. For me, wouldn't touch it. But, I mean, I have a credit card that stays roughly with in your wallet yeah exactly that um and you max it out say you've got you know let's call it ten thousand pound on your credit card okay ten thousand pound 
Do you know what the minimum monthly payments would be if you maxed it out? And could you afford those? The answer is probably not. Because even if it's only 10% annually, annual percentage rate increase. It's adding up. And then something that you paid money for, which you might have thought you got a good deal on, once you add in the interest... It's not such a good deal. Late charges and all that kind of stuff, if that happens, it ain't a good deal, is it? Yeah, and if you earn the average salary within the UK, which is thirty thousand pound, and yeah, that's works out roughly at about two thousand pound a month after tax. After tax, yeah, yeah. So your take home net is two thousand pound. You've got a credit card of yeah ten grand. How did you find out how much I earn? Well, you know, I help fill in the balance sheet. You've been looking at my piece of stuff, you? I have my bank statements. I have. Naughty boy. I know. I'm, I'm terrible. Hiding. You need to hide them better. Buy a safe. I can't afford a safe. Can I buy my credit card? You can buy it on credit card. Okay. I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you yes. I'm going to say yes to everything. Good boy. But on the proviso, I talk about uh, the some of the trades that trades money likes. Money likes. Yep. That's a good deal. But yeah, it's it, you, your monthly salary on a ten thousand pound credit card. You can't afford to pay it back each month. It'll be like a thousand pound minimum payment each month. And when you factor in your rent, your mortgage, your suddenly you're, you're going to be living on credit cards from credit card to credit card to credit card to credit card to credit card. Yeah. That's a terrible way to be, in my opinion. I know there are people out there that make it work. What's the phobia called that? Where people are scared of spiders, Kieran? Arachnophobia. What, people are scared of heights? Um, Heightophobia, somebody says. <laughs> Height phobia, no. Okay. It's got a Latin let me, name. Let me make it easier for you. People who are uh, afraid of tight spaces. Claustrophobia. What, people w- who wide are, spaces? What about people? No. What Agoraphobia. Okay. All right. Smart Alec. What about people who have phobia of money? Yes, it exists. I have no idea. Crematophobia. Crematophobia. Yeah. So there are people out there, Kieran, who are afraid of making... Money, would you believe? Wow. And a lot of them. For different reasons, like we covered on the first episode when we introduced this, about money doesn't grow on trees and we're just yep. here to pay the bills and all that kind of stuff which we probably covered. But people have a phobia. Now, I wonder they have some kind of a mental block and aversion. So first thing we do is we need to clear up that yeah, to move yeah. forward. But that's not for today because we're not doing any counselling here, we're just sharing information. Uh, and uh, any information that we do share is not financial advice. If you want financial advice, go seek a professional. Somebody regulated to give investment advice. If you want advice on anything else we talk about, go to the professionals. We're just sharing information. The only thing that I am allowed to share is tax advice, by the way, because I'm regulated. You are, you are regulated. I, 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 however, am not. Kieran and I can talk about property based on our extensive experience. experience you know? Yeah. So where, where do you want to start, Kieran? So... I've got a bad relationship with money. How do, I, how, how do I turn that into a good relationship with money? What do I need to change? What do I need to fix? I think if you're talking about the traits money likes with that, then, you, then you've got to fix those traits in you. Okay. And all together, I have just over 20 traits, in fact, just under 30 traits, by the way, that you should work on. And the first one is speed. Speed stunts. 
So money likes people who move with uh, speed. I don't mean haste, by the way, but I mean speed as in being decisive, thinking about stuff and we were obviously talking. So, so does this tie into more haste, less speed? If you're hasty without a purpose, yeah, you don't get to where you want to go to as fast as you want to get to. But if you're speedy with a purpose, more haste. See, those who are less who speed. are clear on their objective, more speed equals yeah, yeah, yeah. Those who are clear on their objectives will move quickly, and it's that first mover advantage per se. We're talking about obviously property, and, and we do a lot. So you've done the maths. You've got the gold one area. You know you you know the numbers. You know what the uh, average price per square foot is to you've buy. Got your to power team. Up, you put tune your power in. Team. Tune, tune in next week. All in. Power team. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I was talking next week. We might talk about due diligence because you mentioned that. Ooh, and yeah, we can yeah, talk we about power that. team though. Uh, the week after, or we can fit both of those in if you like. But in terms of, uh, so you've got everything in place, so you know exactly what you're looking for. Think about a dartboard, the bullseye, the target. So when you see it. And you've got the funding, the financing in place, so all of uh, your uh, pieces are, are in sync. And all you got to do is, okay, or all your dominoes, push the first one and you move quickly. Uh, so money likes speed. At the same time, what it doesn't like is people who sit there and talk about stuff uh, and who tell us, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And we've heard all, all sorts from, I'll join the gym next week or whatever as to whatever else I'm, I want to do. I'm going to leave my job. I'm not, I don't like it. I'm not happy in it. Um, start my own business, whatever it might be. Uh, but five years later, <laughs> you meet them and it's the same tape playing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or the same CD. What's the tape, by the way? A cassette. A cassette tape? Yeah. A cassette tape is two pieces of plastic and... Um, two reels that rotate within the two pieces of plastic and a piece of magnetic film or tape in between with information stored on it. You're older than you look. Were you expecting that answer? From you, yes. From me, no. <laughs> I'm not old enough to know what a tape is. I am really though. Uh, yeah, haven't we moved a few times? See, how, with what speed we moved from tapes all the way to... Whatever people use nowadays, MP3s, digital yeah. digital media, uh, and so some money likes speed. So you gotta be de decisive and you gotta move with speed, okay, uh, with a purpose. But a pur purpose is a separate trait, which I'll talk about some other time. That's number one. And by the way, these aren't in any particular order. By the way, okay, uh, I'm just listing them for, for, for people to, to work on these. Money also likes people who track and measure. This is all the way from tracking and measuring your performance. I mean, in your business, whether it's property or something else, tracking and uh, uh, your bank account. Okay, yeah. tracking how many hours you work, how many hours you spend on your personal relationships. Everything. Those who track and, as you know, Kira, I've interviewed a lot of people. I used to have a, a newsletter where I used to interview people, uh, and funnily enough, the most successful of ones were the ones who were very, very particular about tracking everything. At that time, I never knew these kind of traits. I didn't establish them, okay? But later on, the money, the, the penny dropped, okay? Uh, so, so so, you're telling me that... They're very pedantic about numbers. That people who are a bit wishy-washy and a bit, uh, well, it's roughly-ish, maybe, might be... They don't know. That ballpark figure... Don't do as well with money as the people who say it is this to the letter. 
Well, to the de- I know this exact detail. Well, as you know, we can uh, quiz uh, most business owners and ask them three to seven questions and they won't know the answer to most of them. Yeah. Okay. Even in the world of property, uh, uh, in terms of, you know, what's your yield, what's your return, uh, what's your return on your investment, okay? Uh, in terms of your finances, how much do you owe to which bank and are you getting the best possible deal? What's your burn rate? All these things, I am going to clue. I don't know what you're talking about. This, uh, what's your internal rate of return? People have, haven't thought about it. Generally in business we're talking about, let's talk about uh, uh, marketing. What's your cost per lead? Okay, cost per meeting, cost per acquisition, lifetime value of a customer or a client. Okay, uh, they're putting, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no idea. Uh, you know, your it, top, it's, it's a figure. Your top twenty percent customers. What's the average value there? How much did it cost you to uh, get? Where do one you of get those? the majority of your customers where, from? Where are your best customers where, from? Where do they come from? That type of stuff. So there's, I mean, as you know, there's a long list of questions. Most people don't know, but those who track and measure know, and then say, okay, let's look for patterns, correlations, okay, and see where where the best advantage in my particular business is, so I can focus more on that. So tracking and measuring is important in all walks of life. Yeah. And, and money likes people who track and measure because then they identify those uh, patterns and correlations and do something about it. The third one, which is partly linked to, to speed, it money likes courage. People who have the courage, okay, uh, to live their life how they want. And a question that I think is very important to ask yourself in any situation is, if I was being courageous, how would I act in this particular situation? Would, you, would, you, would you hand your notes and it work? I would, but I think my boss wouldn't let go of me, Kieran. I'm sorry. I don't think your boss would okay. let go of you either. Yeah, I've tried. And she keeps saying no, by the way. She says, no, you can't leave. So maybe one day she might see sense and say, go, okay? And we'll, and, uh, we'll give somebody else a job. <laughs> then I can start my own business. Imagine that. I know. And I can... I, then I can act with speed and track and measure everything and finally have some courage to do something I want to do, yeah? yeah Wouldn't yeah. that be great? Wouldn't but, that be fantastic? But a lot of people uh, live in fear, don't they? Okay? Yes. And uh, it's difficult when you don't know what you don't know. Uh, but having that courage to say, I'm going to move forward, and we've seen so many times in business, because this is pretty much property and business, isn't it? Uh, those people who have the courage to try stuff may fail, uh, and they're going to fail, fail often, fail fast, but they're quickly going to come at the other end. So money likes people who have courage to do things. But even if you fail, and you fail often, and you fail fast, yeah. if you fail quickly enough, you quickly realise that you can't fail forever. Fact. You okay. can't. Yeah. You, uh, you, if, if you're failing fast and... You're learning. You're learning. They're lessons, aren't they? They're not failures per se, per se, are they? And, and if you're learning, then you're not going to fail forever. If you're not going to fail forever, and a lot of people pin their life's dreams, their hopes, their ambitions on some of these projects, and they can't afford to fail. And when you've got that drive, I cannot afford for this to fail. I might stumble. I might learn things along the way. Burn your boats. And there's only one way. That's to keep marching ahead. Fourth, money loves people who are ruthless with time management. Yeah. Uh, and time management really isn't time management. 
It's self-management. Self-management, personal discipline. Absolutely. So making sure you compartmentalize everything you have to do. So you talked uh, on uh, earlier about on having a good network or having a network, so having making time to do that, making time to do the other things that you want to do. Uh, people don't do that. They sit there and they're on the phone and they have a, have a meeting. And as you know, uh, we've talked about this, they don't even have an agenda for the meeting. And before you know it, oh, it's been an hour, I'm still on the phone. What's yeah. the outcome? There's no outcome, there's no purpose, there's no objective. We're just, just chatting and it doesn't lead to anything. I mean, I don't even answer my phone if I, yeah. You know, when I call, yeah, I know, I, I know you don't. No, no, no. <laughs> Nine times out of ten I do. Um, but if I've got time, if I've got space, if it's within my sphere of my time to answer the phone and dedicate the time to that phone call, then I'll answer. If it's not, I won't, because that's my time. The that I am the boss of the phone. The phone is not the boss of absolutely. me. Absolutely. And I, I know you're. I, I know you're exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. If I if I ring you and you don't answer, you'll get back to me when you've got time. Yeah, don't ring me four times. But only you don't. But you know, yeah. like, well, you ring me four times. You ring me once. I'm gonna fucking call back, which I will and you will. We'll call you back. Ring yeah. you four times isn't gonna change anything unless it's a really emergency. In which yeah. case, WhatsApp text maybe. And this is this is the emergency coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But if we just ring you again and again and again and again. It drives me insane. Yeah, it's not going to change. It's not going to change. Because if I answer the first time, it means I'm most likely with me, I know, especially Kieran. I just put the phone on the side. So I'm, I'm reading a book, watching a documentary, whatever I'm doing, okay? The phone's on the side. You yeah. ring it four times. I've not seen it four times. I've not even seen it once. Yeah. But, I mean, my, my phone per permanently lives on silent. Yeah. I never have my phone on loud. Yeah. And so if I don't have the... If, if the first phone call doesn't happen and I don't answer your phone, then you know, yeah. I'm not going to answer it the third, fourth, fifth time. But it's important to uh, focus on time management and self-management, uh, which again we'll talk about on uh, a different episode. So that's number four. Number five is money loves people who are disciplined in all walks of life. Ah, discipline. Yeah. One of the hardest things to do. Yeah, but that's why money likes it. Hmm? And it moves towards those people who are disciplined uh, in terms of what they're looking to do and what they're looking to achieve. Yeah. I mean, prime, prime example is that, you know, previously when we were finishing at two o'clock in the afternoon, I was going to the gym straight afterwards because it was a good time to go and there's still the rest of the day. Now we're back to nine to five. And so I've got to be up earlier to go to the gym because I don't want to go after work. So I've got to have that discipline to wake up. You're not up earlier, you're up later. You're waking up like four in the morning. I was, but... Earlier than what you normally would. Earlier than what I normally would. For. You were trying to trick me again, weren't you? I Always. Yeah. And you thought, oh, I wasn't paying attention. But you Keep were. Keep trying, though. You might get there one day. One day. You're too <laughs> sharp for me. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Yeah, far from it. Uh... Number six, you like this one. Money likes process. I like process. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I uh, really I, do. Yeah. But if you look at all the really successful businesses, the really big ones, I'm not going to mention any particular names, they're all simple and process-driven, and they're process-dependent. Yeah. Yeah. And no one process is required, is yeah. reliant on one person. Yeah. They've got a meticulously documented 
process. And I think that that's one of the things. Yes, right. Everything is documented. I can hand you a stack of a a, a how-to guide a manual, for this yeah. business, a manual, and you can read through it and follow the and process get it. Exactly. and get it. And that's how obviously franchising works and some of the biggest businesses in the world are franchises, aren't they? Yep. And I'm loving it. Yeah. And pe- process should run your business and people should run your process. Yes. Simple as that. Okay. So having checklists and policies and procedures in place is important, especially if you're looking to scale and money like that. And it moves towards people who do that. Number seven, you're going to like this one as well. So I've just know the ones that I thought you were going to like, but because only as you know, I only do this show for you, Kieran. Nobody. Else. I, I know. I hope no. you know that. Yeah. All the you, effort you, I, I make. You, you don't do it to sh- share all this information with with our listeners and viewers. Well, that's just a byproduct, isn't it? I just want to spend another hour with you. And I appreciate yeah, you every week. Yeah. And uh, number seven, money likes a strong sales system because, as you know, most people don't like selling. They, don't have a they feel guilty about it. Yeah, and they don't have a system for selling. So if you don't have a system for selling, then you are at the behest of the prospect because you're going to be uh, at their system for buying. And most people don't have a system for buying either, do they? No, absolutely. So, no, no, completely no, Everybody's in trouble. Everyone's in trouble in that state. And, and this is especially true in property because properties are not small purchases. Big. They're, they're, not, they're not what we call impulse buys. I mean, if you think if you think about it, and I challenge challenge everyone listening to to, to do this, think about anything that's up to about thirty pound. Chances are, if it's something you, yeah, kind of want, yeah, that that'll be good, that'll be good, yeah. All right, you'll buy it. It's an impulse purchase. In some in some research, they say that the impulse purchase is up to sixty pound, which is you know a sizable amount, but requires less thought. A house, property, is not an impulse purchase. It's not. So that's number seven, having a strong sales system in place. Uh, and the others we are going to cover next week because we've covered so much today. And where does time go, Kieran? Time has yeah. flown by. Yeah, doesn't it? Uh, but I'm going to quickly run you through those seven in case you've just tuned in uh, for the trace money likes. Number one, speed. Number two, tracking and measuring. Number three, courage. Number four, ruthless time management. Number five, Discipline and self-discipline, number six, process, and number seven, a strong sales system. So those are things that people ought to work on alongside some of the others which we're going to share next week. And hopefully that's going to enable people to attract we'll more combine, money in their we'll lives. We'll combine that with your top tips for property that we promised them, but we Absolutely. forgot. Absolutely. So week. until next week, take good care and see you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.